everybody's after me lucky charms. Hello and welcome to the Gemcast on Hologram Radio. This is Alex Knight and I'm joined by Aline Sims, founder of the Less Than or Equal podcast and science fiction writer Kay Tempest Bradford. In season two, episode 12, Dance Time, Richard Xanthos holds a contest for $250,000 for the group that can make the best music video that personifies friendship and goodwill. Jerrica Benton decides that if Gem and the Holograms win, they will donate all the money to Haven House. Naturally, the only opponents are the Misfits. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. Showtime, Synergy. All right, this episode is written by George Arthur Bloom. Not that it really matters. We've heard that name before. Have we? I'm pretty sure. I think. That's very possible. Well, this week we open with Richard Xanthos, who is giving an inspirational speech about the concepts of friendship and goodwill. He announces a contest with a prize of $250,000 for the group that produces the best music video, personifying the themes discussed in his speech. I like how he says, And I, Xanthos, believe that the key to making the world better is music. Yeah. This dude. Yeah. Why? Going around Why have we referring come to himself to this dude by his last name, which is a bit unorthodox. Um, no, that that's fine. Mostly, what I'm just like is, how much longer are we gonna have to put up with this dude? Because he's even worse than Howard Sands, and Howard Sands is pretty <laughs> annoying. And this dude is all like, I'm going to talk like this in my unspecific accent and my silver highlights in my hair. And I've gathered you all here today to lecture you about how everybody should get along. And now I will make you make music videos for my personal enjoyment. No, no, you won't be releasing these videos. Only I will view them because I, Xanthos, am that kind of man. Now, scuttle, run along, you little people, and go make a video so you can win a quarter of a million dollars. Thank you. <laughs> that was basically the episode, like right there. Yeah, that's it. And then, and once again, more contests. This show and these contests, arbitrary contests with arbitrary mm. rules. And I guess and it doesn't only, really matter. Only but... the misfits. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's only the misfits and the holograms. It's never anybody else. It's just the misfits and the holograms. Right, like who were those other people? There were a bunch of other people in that room, and yet somehow only two bands were making. I mean, maybe the representative for the Limp Lizards was there, but we didn't get to talk to them. Not that I, I guess. Keep it, hearing about it, these Limp Lizards. <laughs> not that it really matters, I guess, but we don't really know anything about this guy other than he seems to be a wealthy man. Who likes watching people run around his rather large estate? I just. When this episode started and even halfway through, I'm like, well, who is this guy? Why does he matter? Why is he putting on a... I mean, it just seems so strange. He matters because he has millions and millions of dollars. And also he talks like this. Yeah. Like, that's why he matters. (laughs) 
and I, Xanthos, shall propel this ridiculous and absurd plot forward. <laughs> yes, and so he does. And so he does. Because Jericho's all like, we're going to win that, that money. And Eric is all like, nah, uh we are. And thus, the beginning of every episode of Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> Both Jerrica Benton and Eric Raymond are in attendance. Eric promises that the misfits are going to win, hands down. But Jerrica argues that they don't even know the meaning of friendship and goodwill. Do you think that's true? <laughs> that's a rhetorical question. <laughs> I mean, Eric is like, it, don't what, answer what that. What is hilarious is, is that, yeah, it's kind of like, so if the misfits and the holograms both make a, a video about friendship and goodwill, who's going to make the better one? Hmm. Let's think about that for a second. But I do love that that even though Jerrica is all like, the misfits don't even know. Erica's like, they know what money means. And that's true. Like, the misfits can pretend to have friendship and goodwill mm -hmm. if money is involved. Remember when they were part of the World Hunger Shindig? They did their best to make a song about how you should, you know, donate money to causes. But then they kind of messed it up because they were like, you have to because you'll get a reward. I don't know. It was just hilarious. But they, they have been known to try. The Hologram Sans Gem begin pre-production work for their new music video to be entered in Richard Xanthos's contest. Dance is called to set as she prepares to perform while ice skating. Dance decides to include some of the orphans from Haven House in the music video. And video is concerned that Jem hasn't made it to set as they begin shooting within the hour. That pesky Jem, always late. I mean, do they need her to be on the set? That's a good I, question. Whatever. I don't think so. In a so, supervisory think, role. Right. But I, I want to point out here that in this in this small scene where we show, like, you know, dance, skating around on some ice and whatever. And can I also just point out that just because somebody knows how to dance does not mean they know how to ice skate. But whatever, mm. fine. Christy Yamaguchi was busy or not born yet. I can't remember which. Anyway. Nope. So please begin to pick apart this episode. It was one or the other. She was either not born or unavailable. Right. Or she was yeah. not available. Um, but but also notice how Rhea was like, hey, dude, make sure that snow machine is working. Okay. Nobody ever says, hey, make sure those lights are working. Hey, mm -hmm. make sure that no, make sure that snow machine is working. Uh oh. Yeah. At Starlight Music, Jerrica signs a contract for Joni, stating that if Gem and the Holograms win the contest, the entirety of the prize money will be handed over to Haven House. Jerrica tells Joni she has another appointment and needs to leave. She transforms into Gem. The Misfits have decided to enter the contest, naturally, of course. On the set of their music video, Roxy is infuriated as her clumsy makeup artist almost pokes her eye out. And Jetta, seated next to Roxy, takes a jab and says, Too bad she missed, Ducky. I'm not even going to do that accent. Aww. <laughs> or should you? It's, it's like, terrible. What also, I look forward to. This show. Can we just talk about how their makeup artist's name is Rouge? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Everybody is named what they do. I, Dance. I thought it was just a, 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 a pet name or something. but uh, or, This is Gem and the Hologram. Yeah. Yeah, her, that chick's name is Rouge. Totally. I mean, I'm sure it's also like that's her nickname. What's wrong with Rouge? But at the same time, that's a sweet name. I'm just saying, <laughs> everybody seems to be named for what they do. It's like lazy Hasbro employees were like, "What are we going to call this 
character. We're going to call her Lady Who Sells Things. That's her <laughs> name. You know, so, we're going to call her Amway. I don't know. Amway. Oh, <laughs> okay, so I have two theories. So one is they're named at birth and there's like it's predestined. Like they grow into whatever whatever that name is. Or secondly, upon whatever rite of passage it is in this particular universe where one decides what one's career will be, you take on a new name and that is, it has to be in some way related to Okay, so you have like a naming day. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's kind of like your bar mitzvah. Right. You know, they wait until you're old enough to be like, I have decided at 13 years old that for the rest of my life, I'm going to put makeup on rock stars. And they're like, we shall call you Rouge. Right. I think. I mean, we... they wanted eyeshadow, but but that was taken already. So I think we should all come up with nicknames for each other. Vito. No, <laughs> not on board. <laughs> no, I, I already have a nickname. What's your That's... nickname? Tempest. Well. I, I'm saying I'm saying nicknames in the in the sort of uh, the same vein as Gem and the Holograms. But it would like just cool end up being really names. awkward. It would like, end up being really awkward, like really bad, like fake Native American names, like uh, pounds on keys. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, like what do you do with a writer? Um, Angry on internet. <laughs> Yes. She who cannot help but poke the trolls. Yes. And and then we could be in an Adam Sandler movie and Oh, please no. Everything could be Please no. Awful. <laughs> Pizzazz ends up giving a speech about how you shouldn't have to work hard and life should be free and easy. And speaking of free and easy, we cut to a Misfits music video called Free and Easy. Whoa. This is a segue. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the song in the video? I eh, what? Not that great, in my opinion. What? What? Tell him, Elaine. Tell him how wrong he is. I I didn't mind it. I, it was one of the rare videos where it's not like we're gonna step on Jim and the hologram. So I greatly appreciate any time we have a Misfits video where it's not about subjugating someone else. Um. Yeah, I liked it. You hated this it. Is one of, this is one of my top eleven misfit songs. Uh-oh. I'll have you know, Alex. Okay. Uh-oh. And amongst the many reasons why I love it is what Aline just mentioned because it's one of those videos that's not even about Gem, which is great because the misfits are always better when they're just like in this video. They're just like, our lives are awesome. Life should be free and easy. I should get to do what I want because I'm pretty amazing, and that's how it's gonna go. And I'm like, yeah, you go. And mm-hmm. also the music is great. And once again, we have some saxophone action from Jetta. And despite the fact that in general, this episode is animated horribly, horribly, uh, there are some really great moments uh, in this video. Like when they bust up in the billiards club and there's like a shadow of them and then they bust in the room and then Pizzazz gets on top of uh, the pool table and they are and she's like dancing with the pool cue and the misfits are sort of mirroring what she's doing that's like that was really great it's like really awesome dance moves and it's really peppy upbeat awesome song about like fierceness and girl power so i love this song okay top 11 i'm, I'm sorry song. did i say i i didn't like it i i meant to say that I, this was a wonderful song 
<laughs> Lies. <laughs> but in in yeah. Like this was this is what I want, right? They were singing to my soul too. Like we want a life where we get to do what we want to do and we don't have to deal with anyone's BS. And I'm like, yes. You're uh, speaking to my heart. I was hoping Pizzazz would have uh taken one of the, the pool cues and like just like snapped it in half over her knee in a badass fashion. It's not that kind of video, Alex. Jem shows up at the video shoot for the new Holograms music video, apologizing to video for her tardiness as she had other pressing matters to attend to. At the Misfits music video set, we see Roxy, Jetta, Pizzazz, and Stormer sitting as they wait to be called. Eric drives by and tells the Misfits to scrap their music video. But the Misfits are reluctant to throw away the progress they've made. And Eric informs them they won't qualify unless they make one that conforms to the theme of friendship and goodwill. Awful. Here's, I don't understand something. Why does he tell them to scrap the video? The video is, is shot. They don't necessarily have to go and edit it right now. But why do they have to throw away everything they've shot to do this other video? That money's because- been spent, Eric. Because everybody in this universe is bad at business. Except, they really are. Except for Pizzazz's... Well, no. I was going to say Mr. Gabor is not bad at business, but he is. He's bad at business. He's just won the business lottery. I mean, I, I, I guess. We haven't shown him being particularly good at business, but he is a billionaire, so he has to be good at something. Maybe he inherited it. Maybe. He's slowly frit- frittering it away, trying to make Pizzazz be quiet I, and get her out of his way. I like how yeah. Stormer says that the theme sounds nice, quote unquote, but her bandmates don't <laughs> feel the same way and she quickly backpedals there. I know. There. Yeah. Jerk faces. Oh, Stormer. She's, she peer but, pressured very easily. She is, but I, I must say that the, the dramatic impact of that moment really was ruined by the fact that they drew... Stormer's face. It was messed up. Like that was that was when I really started to pay attention and be like, what is wrong with the animation in this episode? Well, like her, everybody's faces are smushed. Yeah. Well, and her makeup looked wrong too. In that close, what in that particular when you let shot. The B team out. Mm. Yeah. The last episode, uh, the one we talked about last week, was the same, wasn't it? As far as the animation was concerned, would you say it was it, this? The animation was was about on par as far as levels of of badness is concerned no i don't i don't think so i feel like last week's episode was okay as far as the animation went and certainly i don't remember just looking at everybody's faces and being like what is happening because just generally throughout this episode all of their heads are the wrong shape well they're all contorted like lips lips being in spots they shouldn't be and eyes that were looked completely like not leveled and yeah just it was very noticeable well of course eric mentions the prize money of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and suddenly the misfits feel interested in making the video again imagine that mm-hmm. at the gem and the holograms music video set video calls for the snow machine and yells action as the cameras roll and dance prepares to do her routine the snow machine malfunctions causing destruction on the set Dance's leg is hurt in the chaos as a prop tree collapses on it. 
The snow machine operator comes rushing over and swears it's swears it's not his fault. Oh my god! And they first end of all, up rushing... it was his fault. <laughs> yeah, no, it know. was. I don't because, know what happened there because that that snow machine was mentioned three times. I did not do video it. Video talked about it. Somebody else talked about it, and then video again was like, "Make sure the snow is not too much." Like. Why did he need to be told that three times? Because that snow machine was going to break. And the way it broke didn't even make any sense. Two screws came flying out of it, and suddenly the snow machine was generating gale force winds. You notice that? Yeah. Yeah. First, like, of, first of like, all, screws, I mean, I mean, just, I'm no expert, but the screws popping out like that and like completely coming unthreaded on their own seems really unlikely. And also, who made a snow machine that was capable of blowing grown women across the room. <laughs> like, at well, this what, guy did. How is well, there? Well, they're there very even slender, Tempest. I know, but still. Like, <laughs> well, apparently oh, Scottish oh. people over, over-engineer their snow machines. But see, he didn't make that snow machine. He just <laughs> runs it. Okay. I mean, maybe he did make the snow machine. That wasn't made super clear, but I just thought, you know, he's like a teamster and he's running the snow machine because that's what he does. They're like, Oh, you need snow? You're going to get red. And everybody's like, oh, God, do we have to have red? And they're like, yes. And it's like, but red sounds like he just jumped out of a box of Lucky Charms. They're like, well, whatever. He's the best. (laughs) So you get red. But yeah, like when they were making that snow machine, they were like, well, in most cases, they're going to want a light dusting of snow. So that would be setting number one. But in some cases, they're going to want snow and wind right. that can actually kill someone. That's like gale That's force winds 10. there. Yeah, so they were like, we're going to create a hurricane with this one machine. And and so yeah, settings 1 to 10. That's going to be fine. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But whatever. Dance's yeah. leg is broken, you guys. No! Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty severely damaged. They end up rushing her to Sun Memorial Hospital where the doctor informs her that the test results show extensive trauma in the tendons and ligaments of the left leg. With proper therapy, she may be able to walk again. But as far as being able to dance again, the doctor is unsure and only time will tell. A frustrated dance attempts to get out of the bed and claims she's fine, but as she tries to stand on her own, she collapses. The doctor reiterates that a lot of hard work will be needed on her part for proper rehabilitation, but she'll eventually be fine. Dance does not seem to be optimistic about being able to dance again. Well, that's because the doctor just said, well, I don't know if you'll be able to dance again. I mean, you might be able to walk, Mm -hmm. but... May I don't know if you can dance again. I'm like, did she did did her leg get severed? What is happening? Well, it's here? not broken, so it, I don't understand why he's saying this. Right, like it, it just seems like way over dramatized. Like they're literally talking like this chick, you know, could be wheelchair bound since forever. Yeah, it's absurd. And I'm like, um, but she, and then of course, dad is like, uh-huh, I can't get back to my life because I can't back. I'm like, okay. I understand. It's very upsetting. Dance is kind of annoying in this episode. I'd forgotten yes, You know, and yes, I didn't comment earlier, but honestly, how heavy could that, you know, wooden cutout of a tree have been? Yep. It didn't look that well, heavy. So, so I figured, because I had that thought too. I was like, all right, that's, that's actually going to be pretty light. But like, she could have fallen and such, because they weren't like she broke her leg. It was... 
soft tissue damage, right? So, like, she was trying to avoid the tree falling on her, and she, like, twisted in such a way that that things had too much, you know, pressure, and they tore. And so that's that. That's my headcanon, is that she was trying to avoid, and because of the gale force winds, was not able to avoid mm-hmm. as gracefully as dance is accustomed Fair enough. to Fair enough. to moving. Yeah. The yeah. wind was so strong, it broke her leg. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure that her all of her limbs and ligaments were like, why is that Lucky Charms man coming over here again? Oh, I just heard it. It wasn't my fault. Everybody's after me, Lucky Charms. It's like he was Scotty. It wasn't my fault. Yes, it was uh, your fault, sir, because- <laughs> You're the only one who knows how to operate that stupid snow machine that was mentioned three times before it blew up. Right. Justin actually rewound the episode so that we could listen to him talk twice. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's, pretty funny. Yeah. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I I was waiting for him to say something like, She's going as fast as she can, Captain. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. At Starlight Music, video informs Rio and Jerrica that they only have three weeks to shoot the video. Growing concerns over losing dance creates tension for the production. How will the holograms complete their music video in time for the competition? Rio voices his concerns about the misfits taking a shot at the prize, but Jerrica says she's more concerned about dance's recovery. Video. Oh my God, sec- Rio. <laughs> Yeah, let's just. Can we we had pause such here? we had such blissful Rio free time, yeah, and now right. he's back. And now he's back. And not only is he back, he's like, "Why did this have to happen to us, son? Is your leg broken? Are you in the hospital? Shut up and get out. <laughs> just shut up." Oh, video suggest. <laughs> oh, let me compose myself. Video suggests to Jerrica and Rio that perhaps they can find someone qualified enough to take her place. Jerrica claims dance is the best and that there's no choice but for her to recover and finish shooting the video. But how? Because How is she going to recover in three weeks? Um, there's no way. Jesus. <laughs> 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 Never mind. <laughs> I, I forgot this is not that kind of no. show, but I feel like well, short of a miracle, a I don't cartoon. see. I mean, yeah. Oh my god! Also, what do you mean the dance is a bit like there are other ice skaters? Like, yeah, I, yeah. Is you are Chrissy ice Yamaguchi skaters. Old enough yet? I don't know. <laughs> she was just oh god. Well, dance is the best. I mean. I feel like it would have even been better if Jericho's like, no, dance is our friend and this is for her Haven house and she has to be in it and reason. Yeah. But instead she's like, she's the best. No one else can ice skate. They should have thrown a pair of ice skates on the Scottish guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Make him do but it. I mean, seriously, <laughs> they're in fake Los Angeles. They could just call the people no, from the ice I mean, the, I'm sure there are plenty of other qualified people they could have found for this, but Jerrica's just being thick-headed. She's like, no, no, no. Dance is the only one. Jerrica's the worst CEO ever. She's a terrible yes. manager. Dance begins her physiotherapy recovery. 
We see her in a wheelchair, but as one of the male patients enters the room with a plate of treats, Dance clumsily runs into him with her wheelchair. She begins to berate him for not watching where he was going, but another patient explains to Dance that Cisco is blind. This, okay, this whole part of the story <laughs> is just so oh messed up. Like, it's just, like, it just, it gets worse from here. Uh, and Dance, refusing to get in the whirlpool because she has a bad attitude. A bath won't help me. Lady, that's a whirlpool tub. And people pay money to go to places where they can sit in a whirlpool tub all day. Get your butt in the whirlpool tub and quit your bitch in. Oh my God, she's the worst. And then, yeah, she runs into the blind guy and yells at him. And then, of course, has to feel bad because he's blind. And thus begins the inspiration, the the disability inspiration porn section of this episode, which I just, yeah, yeah. I didn't remember it was this bad. My my biggest issue with this scene is how irresponsible is it of the the people running this facility to supply these people going through physical therapy with a terribly like just a terrible snack. I mean they're donuts. They're full of sugar. These are not healthy treats. But everybody needs a pick-me-up. It's just sugar. It's only donuts. So it's maybe they're even Krispy Kreme donuts. It doesn't matter. They should Krispy be drinking Kreme donuts. protein shakes and eating creatine. <laughs> and Alex, pumping iron. you can't eat creatine 24 hours a day. Sometimes there have to be donuts. Okay. What I was more concerned about is the fact that they, they just set Cisco, you know, into the room. They're like, hey, go take everybody donuts. Now... Mm-hmm. Obviously, like as a person who does not have sight, that doesn't mean that he can't go walking around delivering donuts to people. But seeing as how not everybody in the room knows Cisco can't see, it seems like a really dangerous situation that they have put Cisco in. But I guess. And also, why is Cisco delivering donuts? He is a patient in this facility. And also, why is he there for like two weeks ahead of his surgery? Well, I was confused because at at first I thought he was one of the physiotherapists. And then and then, of course, I found out that he wasn't. And that's exactly what came to mind is why is this guy who's a patient here carrying a plate of donuts? It's just odd. But anyway. He's, uh, I'm actually quite impressed how he can get around with, uh, without, um, uh, is it, a, is it called a walking stick? Those, you know, those sticks that, that blind people have to, I don't know what, what the technical term is. I think it's just called a cane. Or a cane. A cane, yeah. a cane. But yeah, yeah, he can walk around. I mean, how is that possible? Is, is that, a, is that possible? Well, I don't know. I'm honestly not sure. Well, I mean, it, it would depend. He did say something about having scoped out the place right, when he first right, got right, there. Right. Lord knows how long ago on. that was. Could have been years. They were like, "Oh yeah, Cisco, come in for your treatment." Uh, two years later, you're still here. Well, deliver some donuts. There you go. But um, yeah, if he knows the space well enough, he could be fine. Yeah. But it just, yeah, just sending, like I said, sending him into a room full of people who may not all know that he can't see them will cause acid. It's like, oh look, that was that's what happened. But it was a meat cute, so yay. Yeah. Later in the evening, Dance goes to apologize to Cisco for bumping into him. He asks her if she'd like to go for a walk, but Dance explains that she's unable to. 
Cisco decides to、mm. take her on a bit of a joyride, <laughs> claiming he staked out the place earlier and can con- <laughs> and can confidently race around without hitting anything. Cisco has a heart to heart with Dance, explaining that he's been blind since he was three years old. But the doctors seem optimistic that he will regain some of his eyesight after an operation. That is some highly sophisticated operation. Of course, they don't really explain to the extent of like how blind is this guy. Well, I mean, he seems to be seems to be one hundred percent blind. Blind, but but I don't know. I mean, the operation is the least fanciful thing about what's going on here,、uh, and the least problematic.、Um, Like for instance, I could see Cisco being independent enough to move around this facility without the use of a cane or whatever, because he's memorized the layout. That I can buy, but not on the back of a speeding wheelchair. Yeah, that I I felt that was yeah pretty silly, especially downhill. Yeah, she didn't seem to be enjoying herself very much there. That was also true. There was a lot of consent issues in that whole scene. He's like, "Yeah, I'll just race you down this hill." She's like,、ah, "She didn't even get a、no. chance to say anything, right?" She's like, "Oh, stop it, oh God!" The fake tree almost killed me. I can't. I can't cope. And now you're gonna run me into、trees. a real tree. Actually, you know, it would have been funny if he lost control at the bottom of the hill and then she goes flying out of the wheelchair into the pool. But that didn't happen. Sadly, sick sense of humor, sir. <laughs> I, I, I know. Cisco tells Dance that he heard she's a dancer, but when she asks how he knows that, he explains that he did some research as he wanted to know who dumped do- as he wanted to know who he dumped donuts on. Cisco compliments Dance as her reputation is well known, and in a somewhat listless tone, Dance tells Cisco that she can't dance anymore since the accident. He asks her if she tried walking, and she says she has. But then he tells her to try again, and begins to clumsily demonstrate his dancing skills. Eventually, falling into a pool that he was standing next to. Good job. Oh my God! This this whole sequence. I keep. I feel like I'm going to keep saying this over and over. This whole sequence is just some messed up, messed upness. But she's like, "Well, I can't walk." He's like, "Well, have you tried?"、It's、like, um. She she did have an accident. The doctors have told her. He's like, well, but you just need to have can-do attitude. Then he's wandering around the edge of a pool, and when he falls in, he says, "I can't swim." Then why were you standing <laughs> on the edge of the pool, dude? Why were you doing that? Like, sighted or not, why were you doing that? And it、yeah. seems to be only so that the next thing that happens, happens. yes, which we'll get to in just a moment. Thank you for that. Cisco begins to flail in the water and panics as he can't swim. Dance rushes over to grab the life preserver, but it's completely out of reach. Out of sheer adrenaline and will, Dance ends up climbing the lifeguard post, grabs the life preserver, and tosses it to Cisco. And he says, "I knew you could get out of the wheelchair if you tried." And she says,、oh、"Okay, Cisco,、God. you convinced me. I'll try to get better." Oh my God! What do you have、he、to say about that? He just faked drown. <laughs> he just faked drown to get her to get out of a wheelchair, even though her leg was still messed up. She could have caused serious and irreparable damage to her tendons or ligaments or whatever it is. It's torn, twisted, or broken. And he didn't care. He's just like inspiration. 
I'm making a face right now. He you all can see my face, but can you imagine how bad, like, just he would have felt and uh, what he would have had to live with if she climbs the lifeguard post and ends up like, like irreparably damaging herself. Like that would have been terrible. So I agree that was not, not the best way to encourage someone. I mean, maybe it's true that he actually couldn't swim. Uh, in which case he'd be dead. So basically, it would just been have all around just a bad thing. Yeah. Either I way, feel bad. Like with this, it this show is it's trying to teach us a lesson, but I think it's going about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. We cut to a montage of dance in a strenuous physiotherapy session as her trainer Wes pushes her so that she can heal and get back to dancing. Dance almost quits at one point. But Wes reminds her that Cisco never gave up, so she takes a few more steps and manages to stand on her own. The holograms okay, watch no. as this is uh, going on and cheer. No. Let me just tell you how <laughs> full of no this is. Yeah. It's so full of no. Because, like, what he said, because when she says, oh, I can't take another step, and he's like, can't you, though? Think of Cisco. He never gave up on himself. That is the worst. Like, this is what I was talking about before, like disability inspiration porn. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that that person who who has a disability, they never gave up on themselves. So you don't give up on yourself. How about you just don't give up on yourself? Like, how about we not use people with disabilities as our inspiration to not give up on ourselves? Because they're so brave. They're so brave. They don't give up. What is this? It's, I, <clears throat> Just take those two last steps, woman, and quit your whining. Sage advice, as always, Tempest. Mm-hmm. Cut to Misfits music. Eric Raymond comes up with the idea that everyone loves gumballs. Everyone loves gumballs, people. On a table, we see a gumball machine, and the Misfits are surrounding it. Eric says gumballs are a symbol of friendship and goodwill. <laughs> what? Okay, Eric. Pizzazz blurts out that she hates gumballs, but Roxy says she hates everything. Well, that's probably true. Eric tells the misfits to pretend each gumball tastes like $250,000. Jetta agrees with Eric that even the queen mum chews gumballs. These people are ridiculous. That's all I really have to say. (laughs) Pizzazz threatens Eric that if his idea for Xanthos' music video doesn't work out... He'll be out of a job. Isn't this a bit of an empty threat by now? I mean, how many times has Pizzazz threatened to fire Eric Raymond? I've lost track. I've lost track. All of them. <sighs> yeah, I mean, like, what is she gonna? What What are they gonna do without Eric? There's nothing. There's nothing they can do because, well, I mean, they have done some things without Eric, so maybe they really don't need him. But they're not gonna get rid and- of Eric. They're locked in a bad romance. Isn't this a bit of a stretch that gumballs are a symbol of friendship and goodwill? Yeah, it's so when, weird. When when has that been the case? Well, we see Dance who walks in on Cisco and Susie as they complete a chess match. She asks him if he thinks Susie will ever walk again. And Cisco says that Susie thinks so, and that's the most important thing. All it takes is the right <sighs> attitude and a lot of work. Um, no. <laughs> I'm gonna have to once again Wow. No. Like, will will Susie walk again? With without her walker, well, physiologically, will she? We don't know. Susie believes she will. Yes, but does she believe she will? Because she's like, I believe. 
Or does she believe she will? Because the doctor said, well, if you keep going with your physical therapy, you'll be able to walk with another walker again. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that wasn't specified. And once again, we had come back to this weird disability inspiration porn moment. She believes she will. And so therefore some, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And speaking of mm. uh, the, having the right attitude and working hard, we cut to a gem and the holograms music video called takes work. Did anyone like this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aline, do you have thoughts? I mean, I don't know. No, but I mean, mm. <laughs> tell me your thoughts, Jimpest. I mean, I like this song itself well enough. It's a pretty good song uh, in terms of like the music and the melody and whatnot. Um, I also love the sort of high notes that it makes you do. I like high notes. So I'm always like, ah, shiny star. Um, so I'm down with that. The this whole I, and I I sort of understand how this music video was supposed to tie into the theme of this episode, which is that you know you have to if, if life gives you lemons, then you have to work hard and make some lemonade. Um, and you shouldn't just sit around feeling sorry for yourself. And I'm like, okay, fine. But it's, just, it's weird. It's just—I don't know. It's—it's it's weird in the context of all of this. And yes, it does take hard work to get what you want in life. But if, say, what you want in life is to not be disabled, sometimes hard work is not going to change your disability status. And that's kind of like the vibe I'm getting here. Is that hard right. work? You can work yourself out of being disabled. And I'm like, ah. I don't necessarily think that's... Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that's not what they intended, really. Yeah. But that's just, it's the vibe that I keep getting from all of this. It's, and it's, a, it's, yeah. it's a little too over-optimistic for me. You know? It's like, well, what if, what if you have a horrible accident and there's absolutely no way you're going to recover? You can have all the optimism in the world. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't try to have a good attitude or a positive attitude but it just it just seems a little i don't know it's a little over the top yeah it's misplaced like i feel like this theme and this song could have gone well with some episode where it was about a thing that you yes you had to work for it and you had to keep trying and not give up but that wasn't so fraught in other ways right what's well, like how i feel about that sort of, you know, blue sky, pie in the sky thinking of like, you know, even, um, you know, even that, that sort of that very tired expression about how, you know, America is the land of opportunity. And, you know, if you just work hard, you can achieve greatness. You know, it's like, well, no, <laughs> not, not always. There are like, it's, that's like an overly simplified way of explaining how to reach success, right? Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's absurd. On the set of the Gem and the Holograms music video, the band discusses what they're going to do as the contest is now only one week away. Gem is optimistic and hopes that within a few days, dance will be back in action. Yeah, good luck with that. Re- what? Wait, <laughs> Re- no. Where? Wait, Where is this coming from? Well, yeah, I, I'm just like, is she, the doctor said she may not walk again. Right. And she probably won't dance again. Right. And two weeks later, they're like, well, give her another couple of days. 
I feel right. like there was a missing scene here where Synergy gives her incredibly intelligent, calculated projection about Dance's like healing trajectory. <laughs> That's something that Synergy could probably do. Exactly. Exactly. They, they actually, as ridiculous as that sounds, they I actually would have preferred if they did something like that. Right, because it's it's really weird. Cause, just just all, pop some vitamin whole, like, D and some magnesium pills and right, calcium and pills. And your bones will be fine. And it's the whole thing where once again we have this contest nonsense, uh, creating these fake deadlines. Right. But I I refuse to believe that a woman who the doctor didn't think would be able, he put her chances of walking again to be maybe and dancing again to be not probably is fine in, in two and a half weeks. No. No. Yeah. Jem is optimistic and hopes that within a few days, dance will be back in action. Rio informs Jem and the band of some unfortunate news. The misfits have poached most of their top talent. It turns out the Misfits offered the crew large sums of money to shoot their music video instead. How will the holograms complete their music video with both Dance and most of the crew gone? Well, it doesn't really matter because the crew is dangerous anyway. Didn't the crew uh, get Dance hurt in the first place? Well, we don't need those some crew. kind of negligence, uh, at least from the snow machine operator's uh, point of view. But, uh, But yeah. Maybe not the best talent. The Misfits begin shooting their new music video, which comprises of an incredibly detailed and life-sized gumball machine. Inside the machine uh, are the... Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Inside the machine uh, are the... Mi- <laughs> groan. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just involuntary. Know, it just happens. It's so bad. Inside the machine are the Misfits. Eric decides that he wants to operate the gumball machine and pushes aside its Scottish operator, Red. But he pulls the wrong level. A trap door opens and the misfits are ejected from the machine. The director yells cut and the entire crew laughs at their expense. And and one thing you didn't mention, not only are the misfits inside a giant, giant gumball Mm -hmm. machine, they Mm -hmm. are dressed Mm -hmm. as gumballs. Yep. Like, I don't even know how Eric convinced Pizzazz right? to put on that outfit. Like, I that is the scene that is missing from this episode. The scene where Pizzazz is like, no, I am not putting on this gumball outfit. And Eric is like, $250,000. She's like, no, nothing is worth this. He's like, I'll also give you a puppy. And she's like, okay, fine. But only because she wants to crush the puppy. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> how did he get her into that outfit? That outfit is ridiculous. There have been some really bad outfits in the past on both sides of these bands, but uh, the gumballs, just awful. Why do they even have to be dressed as gumballs? Like, I get it. They want to be, they want to blend in, but you know what? It would have been just as good. Well, it would have been better if they just wore their normal outfits. No, no, no. They have to be gumballs because why else would they be in a gumball machine, Alex? Right. See, the director must be super pretentious. Like, you must become the gumball. You must learn how to (laughs) live as the gumball. By the way, why did Eric feel that he needed to pull levers on that machine? Why? Because it looked like fun. Right, he's literally 12. Right. (laughs) Well, that explains a lot. What did the two of you think they were actually going to do 
with that trap door. Is it like at the end of the video where they just going to eject all of the gumballs out of the machine? Is that what they were doing? Is that why they built it? No, I figure that's how the misfits right. got in. Maybe. Like, or did they drop them through yeah. the top? Yeah, like actually, a trampoline? I, I That's a great question. My head's going to explode. <laughs> why is the, why is this Scottish guy called Red? Just because he has red hair. Is that his nickname right. or his real name? Either well, way, as we know, it's terrible. Everybody is named after what they do. Right. Maybe he is uh, the guy that they call to slaughter the innocents. <laughs> I was going to say mass murderer. <laughs> mass murder is never funny, Aline. Why are you laughing? Eric tries to place the blame on the operator, but Red explains it was actually Eric who was at fault. The misfits turn on Eric and Red, completely fed up, pulls a lever and releases the gumballs, which crash into the misfits. <laughs> Release the gumballs! Exactly. The entire Sorry. crew ends up quitting, <laughs> and they go back to Gem and the Holograms, because the, uh, I think the message here is, uh, the grass is not necessarily always greener on the other side. They also are union guys, and you guys don't give any kind of crap about anything, except for getting the job done, and getting paid. No. Oh. And so they're not putting up with your nonsense, mm. gumball ladies. They're not. Dance decides to visit Cisco and wish him luck in the operation. Cisco affectionately grabs Dance's hand and says he's been trying to imagine what she looks like and asks her for a hint. Dance says he'll have to wait until after the operation, but she hopes he won't be disappointed. Cisco tells her oh that he doesn't God. have to see her to know she's beautiful. Oh, shut up. <laughs> tell me how you feel, Tempest. I mean, come on. First of all, first of all, Kip, why, why are we going there with, the, I, I hope you find me beautiful. If he, right. if he cares about you, he will find you beautiful. Why are you worried? Also, you're a lady with, with multicolored hair down past your kneecaps, I think you know that you're pretty. <laughs> it's just like, why are all, is all of a sudden everybody shallow? That's not all of a sudden. Well, why do you say, uh, why do you say shallow? I hope you think I'm pretty. What? Well, That's pretty shallow. Like they, they have had an she's... entire relationship over mm -hmm. these two weeks in which she has not seen her face at all or right. any other part of her. Well, and I mean, she's also, just, I think it's human to be a little insecure. No, no, not on a show about girl power. Also, he, the last time he saw anything, he was three years old. He has no point of reference. You right. could look, your face could look like a foot and he would be like, you're beautiful yeah. because he doesn't know any better. Well, and also mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because they are like, they have matching souls. The holograms join Jerica in pleading with Richard Xanthos to extend the contest deadline even by a few days. Xanthos doesn't bite and says it wouldn't be fair to the other contestants, but wishes Dance a speedy recovery. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, he shouldn't be giving any special treatment. And they had every opportunity to find a replacement for Dance. But Jerica's stubborn. This is true. Jerica was just being a dork. This is actually yeah, one case in which the rich guy, like adhering to his rules, isn't arbitrary and stupid. Like nobody actually shot Dance, you know, nobody bulldozed her. It was an accident. 
And, you know, the misfits haven't done anything directly to anybody this episode. So, yeah, you go, Zantos. Even though you're weird, I don't like you. I agree with your situation right here. We see Wes, Dance's physiotherapist, continuing to push Dance in her therapy. We see Dance begin to walk on her own. And within a few days, she won't even need a cane for support. What? I had so many problems with this. Like, right. The problems problems. keep piling up in this episode. Right. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. She's an elite, graceful dancer who dances on point. She knows about painful situations and she's whining about physical therapy. Like, like when you get your point shoes, your feet are destroyed, destroyed, absolutely destroyed. And she's just like, I can't push against your hand. It hurts. Like, I get it. But she's used to hard work and she's used to things feeling uncomfortable. I agree. I, th- I think I she's just not whining. Understand. She's just whining too yeah. much. And it seems and maybe a little out of character, like you're saying, Elaine, does. for somebody of that caliber of skill and talent who already like knows how to work hard and has gone through that experience of like you said putting on those shoes and which are extremely painful uh you know so it's just like why is she constantly complaining i kind of feel like this part of the episode or like this sort of section of this story would have been better if it had been a starlight girl and of course, like, no Starlight Girl is so important that they'd hold up the entire production of whatever. But, like, she's way too whiny. You're right. Like, she... Well, not to mention not that, only... remember, she didn't actually break any bones. Right. Like, uh, uh. like yeah, I mean, it's soft tissue damage. So she'd need... And, and that takes a long time to heal. Like, this three-week baloney yes. is baloney. And... I it's just this whole thing is ridiculous. Now I do understand having that like, well, maybe the thing that I love is is not a thing I'll ever be able to do again and getting demoralized and all of that, but I just don't I just I don't buy it. No, it well yeah, this is uh it's it's frustrating to me because, you know, short of her completely breaking like a clean break on her leg then I can understand. It's like saying, oh no, I'll never play guitar again because I sprained my wrist. It's like, that will heal. It'll take, it won't take three weeks. It may take several months, but it'll heal. And she'll be able to eventually get back to it. But this is just so, so far from reality. It's just like sitting back and watching this episode is just so painful because you just know like this is none of this is realistic but uh the holograms asked dance if uh if she'll be able to shoot the the music video the following day and although she's somewhat reluctant she promises to try she by all rights she should have messed up her leg forever for doing that she had a cane she's like in a couple days i might be able to put down this cane they're like no come over here and skate for us right now because this is more important. Yeah. Also, have we... I We can talk about this when we get to the actual video, but just... Mm-hmm. What sure. have they done to dance? Okay. They're just terrible people. I, yeah, let, let, let's get to that in, in a moment. The next morning, Dance walks into Cisco's room and congratulates him on a successful operation. 
Cisco tells her he didn't hear her wheelchair, but she tells him that the good news is she doesn't need it anymore. Cisco removes his sunglasses and tells Dance he can see her for the first time. That's not how that happens either. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Dance, Dance seems nervous and asks if he's disappointed. Once again, going back to the looks thing. But he tells her she's as beautiful as he imagined. Okay, and once again, I will point out that the last time Cisco saw anything, he was three. Yeah, his point of reference is kind of messed up here. Like, when he, the last time he saw a woman, it was Maria on Sesame Street. (laughs) So, like, what did he, he was like, I did, I pictured you as a Latino lady standing next to a green Muppet, but you're not that. But it's, uh, it's okay because you're still beautiful. Like, what? This show. Well, we get the final and third music video in this episode from Gem and the Holograms called People Who Care, which is a repeat song no. and a song that none of us seem to like all that much. Am I right? Oh, I actually like the song. I know Do you? you guys don't like it. Well, it's just, I, I want new songs. I'm ready for uh, new songs. I just don't like how saccharine well, it is. Uh-oh. Sorry. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like, I don't remember exactly, but I feel like season two is a lot of episodes where you get like one new song and one repeat song but all the misfits song well most of the misfits songs need to be new i feel like the next time we'll have episodes with totally new songs is when the stingers come to town and i'm so looking forward to that but anyway we're talking about people who care or people who share people who give Mm -hmm. so other people can live Mm -hmm. so let's talk about this first of all it is a repeat song which i'm like okay you you didn't even bother to write a new song for this. Like, Kimber could have written the song on the other side of a shoebox. But no, we went with repeat. Fine. What in this video made dance necessary? I don't know. What is it about friendship and goodwill that is personified by skating around on ice? There are many scenes in this video that are about friendship and goodwill. Like when everybody goes to visit the older lady on her birthday and she looks super alone and sad and then they go and they make her feel good. And then I forget what the other scenes are in the video. You know, I just watched this, but I wasn't paying attention during this video because I was like, whatever. But Dan's contribution to this video is that she puts on some streamers and she skates around while people smile and point. Mm-hmm. And Cisco plays the guitar. What made dance dance's participation in this video as a person on ice necessary to the theme of friendship and goodwill she's kind of, well she's kind of um i don't know if disposable is the right word this entire plot was pointless <laughs> throw this episode in the, this is like one of those episodes where they wrote and somebody threw it in the trash and they had like tight deadline nothing no other ideas and they're like oh we better reach in the trash bin and go grab that script but I think that yeah. I think the true moral of this story is that when life gives you lemons, you make a life-sized gumball machine. That's right, you do. You do it. I mean, it's just so depressing. And then, like you know, they, so they win the contest because yeah, the the video is about friendship and goodwill, and it doesn't involve people falling out of gumball machines, and that's fine. 
But I still just like after all of that, after all the weeks of Jack being like, we can't do this without dance. Dance is the only one. No one else can do this but dance. And all dance did was slide around on some ice a little bit and smile and look pretty. Mm -hmm. And then make eyes at Cisco at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let's actually talk about the animation in this video. Tempest, it sounded like you wanted to say something about how they looked in this video. Did you have a problem with well, the I way mean, they drew it... her? Or, cause I actually thought, now, I, I don't know if it's, uh, maybe I'm just imagining things, but I was paying attention to specifically the, the close-up shots of dance uh, when she's skating around, and it looked like they made her slightly more muscular than other times and I thought that was I don't know if that was just because like a mistake or was it intentional because they wanted to give her sort of a more athletic muscular appearance oh I don't know I mean I I I didn't notice anything in particular about the animation here other than the fact that it's the same kind of crappy animation that's been going on but again during the video part of it the animation was a little bit better especially since they had to animate dance uh, ice skating around um, and all the like, you know, like I said, she's got streamers and stuff in her hair. So like there's all these streamers floating around. So I think that they just paid a little bit, a little bit more attention to the animation in the music video part, but it still wasn't great. Agreed. Yeah, I wish I really wish the animation was was more consistent on the, on the show. But say lovey. At the end of the final music video, we see the holograms and Richard Xanthos's home. Xanthos calls up Jerrica and announces that Gem and the Holograms are the winners of the competition. Jerrica makes a speech and thanks Dance for making the video possible and dedicates the prize money to Haven House. At the contest celebration party, Dance shows up with Cisco and approaches Jerrica to ask where Gem is. Jerrica makes an excuse that she saw her out back getting some fresh air. Jerrica changes into Jem and bumps into Dance and Cisco. And Dance thanks Jem and Cisco remarks about how he never thought he'd see a full moon again. Oh my god. And Dance says she never thought she'd dance again. Aww. Because that those <laughs> oh, 12 hours yeah. of uncertainty. Oh god. <laughs> what a way to Can end I the also- episode. I also point out, we never see Cisco again. <laughs> well, see, Cisco He's went like, off to oh. have a uh, a somewhat rocky rap career. Rap? I'm I'm hanging my head in shame at you that <laughs> you even went there. <laughs> uh, my my theory was that he saw other people and he was like, oh, not everybody looks like this. Not everybody has ten feet of hair. And it's all different colors. Yeah, Cisco's Not like, you know, whiny. Come to think of it, I could see now. I I could do better, right? <laughs> and then he just went away. He turns out to be a complete jerk. Well, any other closing thoughts about this episode? D- did you think it was a train wreck? Mm, it mm, it wasn't. It it still isn't the worst episode. We I feel like I'm always going number ten adventure have... in China. Yep, I'm always going to have that one to to be the worst episode, I hope. But, I mean, just from, like, uh, using groups of people in an inappropriate way standpoint, it was pretty bad. Like, oh, look at that person. They're so inspiring for existing. Like, that's offensive. I, hmm. I don't know. Like, 
I see the problem with it for sure. I don't, I don't know on the level of offensive, like how bad that is. So I'm probably it's not going to comment on that. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like it's culturally, a cultural appropriation offensive, but I, I just think it's like, you know, disabled people are not here yeah. to be able bodies, able-bodied people's um, poster child, you know, like just, ugh. Well, I, they're just living their lives. Maybe, maybe at the very least, it just seems a little tone deaf. Yeah, like like you were saying, I, I don't know if it was you, Aline, or or Tempest. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier about well, instead of using the disabled as a point of reference, why not just say have a good attitude and w- try hard in general? Like, right? Don't use them as a crutch. You've been listening to the Gemcast on Hologram Radio, and I am joined by Aline Sims. As always, you can follow her on Twitter at A-L-E-E-N, and she has a wonderful podcast on the Relay.fm network at Relay.fm forward slash L-T-O-E. And of course, uh, if you haven't subscribed to her podcast yet, I highly suggest you do so, because shame on you if you haven't. Mm-hmm. And you can find Aline's writing on alinemean.com. And what else would you like me to plug this week, Aline? Let's talk about App Camp for Girls, which is a week-long summer camp that teaches um, basically kids who are not cisgender boys that learning how to write code or work in the tech industry can be a lot of fun. Um, the website is appcamp4girls.com. And uh, we have some news coming pretty soon. So, like, as you're listening to this, maybe check out that page and uh, see what I'm teasing. And you can also follow our other host, Kate Tempest Bradford, at Tiny Tempest on Twitter. KateTempestBradford.com is her website. You'll find links to all her other social media accounts on Google+, on YouTube, on Facebook, or Tumblr, wherever else. Uh, Tempest uh, lives these days and uh, you should subscribe to her YouTube channel because she does her Tempest challenge videos and also she has a new podcast that we launched uh, has it been a month yet? Yeah I think it's just been a month so the podcast is called The Right Gear that's W-R-I-T-E and Tempest why don't you explain to the fine listeners what your show is about my show is all about the analog and digital tools that writers use to write so We just talked about pens and which pen is the best pen. We're not even talking about fountain pens. That's a later episode. And then coming up, we're going to talk about how not to be distracted while you're writing. And then we have some cool interviews with writers who are going to talk to us about the tools that they use to write. So it's like computers and laptops and pens and paper and all that good stuff. Right. Pretty awesome. And you can subscribe for updates uh, to that show on Twitter at RightGearCast. And of course, Search iTunes for The Right Gear and subscribe to make sure you get all new episodes each and every week from Hologram Radio. And as far as this show is concerned, you can support the show and there are several ways you can do that. Uh, you can go to our patreon.com forward slash hologram radio page and pledge a couple of bucks or whatever you feel comfortable with. And that covers our, op- well, actually that helps cover our operational costs. 
You can also uh, support us by going to our sponsors page, which is at hologramradio.org forward slash sponsors. We have links to Amazon UK, USA, and Canada. And of course, all of us like to shop at Amazon these days, more and more so. And there's no additional work needed on your part, but when you click on those links, anything you buy on Amazon will send us a couple of bucks, which helps us as well. You can also subscribe to our show in iTunes. Just look for GemCast, all one word, to ensure that you get every new episode each and every week. And also, if you have a moment, why not drop us a comment or five-star rating? That also helps new people discover our show. You can follow us for updates, chat with us, send us feedback on Twitter at GemPodcast. We're on Facebook as well at GemPodcast. And if you want to find out about other new podcasts on Hologram Radio, follow Hologram Radio on Twitter. We also have an Instagram. There's one other thing. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. That people got to do. Before they get to our Instagram account, which is an amazing Instagram account, and they must go to it. Before they do. They need to nominate us for a Hugo Award. Oh, why don't you tell the fine people about that? So the Hugo Awards are the awards that are given at the World Science Fiction Convention every year. And I know that some of our listeners out there know what the World Science Fiction Convention is. I've seen you at Worldcon, gem people. I know you're out there. And so if you have went to Worldcon last year, or if you're already registered for Worldcon this year, or if you have bought a supporting membership, for Worldcon last year or this year, you can nominate for the Hugo Awards. And the GemCast is eligible for Best Fan Cast Hugo Award category. So when you go to fill out your Hugo Award ballot and talk about all the things that you think are pretty awesome in terms of the novels and the short stories and the Best Dramatic Long Form you know, Award and Best Dramatic Short Form Stephen Moffat Centennial Award, don't forget that we are eligible for best fan cast and that you should just slide right in there and nominate us. Oh, and of course I didn't mention the actual Instagram account. We're on Instagram at hologram radio shows. We haven't actually posted any photos there yet, but that's something that we're going to start doing soon. More likely after I build the second generation of this podcast studio because right now it doesn't look all that pretty. Uh, you can also email us for feedback and reach either myself, Aline, or Tempest by sending an email to gemcast at hologramradio.org. And that's it for this week. Show's over, Synergy. <laughs>